Good afternoon and welcome to our weekly conversation here on 95.3 WLKR. Our final weekly conversation, at least for a little while, with the Cleveland Cavaliers season ending on Friday night in that uh, play-in tournament against the Atlanta Hawks. Joining me once again is the radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Tim Alcorn. I'm the captain, Chris Morgan, and uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Tim, that was a game Friday night where the Cavaliers, the effort was there the entire night. It just kind of ran out of gas there a little bit towards the end, and uh, Trey Young really just took that game over. Boy, he sure did, Chris. And it's interesting now that I've had a chance to decompress for a few days and look back on it. The game Friday night was almost a microcosm of the Cavaliers' season. The uh, the real hot start, and man, the place was just electric, and uh, the Cavs built up that early lead, and then as you said. Uh, just kind of ran out of gas. And if you look at the season overall, that's kind of the way things worked out. Uh, Cavs had that great start, and we're a red-hot basketball team. And then, really, injuries wreaked havoc with the final third of the season, I would say. But the loss on Friday night really doesn't diminish at all or cast a negative light on what this team was able to accomplish. It was a remarkable year when you think about the fact that they doubled their win total from last year. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, they got to the play-in tournament. We were certainly hoping for the playoffs, especially when you had that great start to the season. But still, they played basketball beyond the 82 regular season games. So the future is extraordinarily bright for this basketball team. Extraordinarily bright might be an understatement there, Tim. I mean, when you've got Darius Garland coming off the season that he did, Evan Mobley more than likely going to be the rookie of the year this season, Jared Allen going to be coming back from his injury next year, and he even came back Friday night and just played a whale of a game with that injured finger. But uh, my goodness, it just feels like this Cavs team really, uh, with that young core that they have, they're probably one, maybe two pieces away from being legit. NBA title contenders in the next couple seasons. Oh, I, I think you're dead on with that. Uh, I would wholeheartedly agree. And uh, think about the fact that all of those guys, those three guys that you mentioned, are 23 years of age or younger. Uh, throw in that uh, Lowry market in. He's only 24. Karis Levert. Uh, let's not forget about Colin Sexton. I was at uh, Kobe Altman's press conference on. Tuesday when he closed out the season uh, with his year-end press conference, and he said, listen, uh, we think Colin Sexton still can be a major part of this basketball team. You forget, he didn't play hardly at all this season. So there are some great young components to this roster. Uh, Isaac Okoro, Dean Wade, Lamar Stevens, just to add a few more names to that. So to your point, Chris, it's well taken, and it's true. You add a couple of more pieces. You don't really need to overhaul this roster. You just need to add some pieces and parts, and uh, there's no doubt they'll be in contention in the Eastern Conference. And Tim, you mentioned one of those pieces that I was actually just thinking about in Colin Sexton. Like you said, didn't play the majority of the year after his injury early on. Really, when you look at it, the Cavs could really just use that good scoring guard to lead that second unit, whether it ends up being Sexton coming off the bench, maybe uh, put him back in the starting rotation with uh, Darius Garland and have Lavert come off the bench. Either way, 
just having that guard to lead that second unit uh, with either Sexton or Lavert. That's one of the go one of those big pieces that the Cavs really could use, and it makes it really good that they c- can kind of keep that in house. Uh, they just have to uh, re-sign Colin Sexton to a new contract, but they still have Lavert coming back next year, regardless. It just makes things a little bit easier instead of having to go out and find a brand new guy to fill that spot. Absolutely, and as Kobe said on Tuesday, listen, he's always willing to have conversations and keep the door open and the window cracked as far as uh, bringing somebody in or making a deal. But to your point, there are guys in-house just through their maturation and through their improvement that can make this a better basketball team. And, you know, the Colin Sexton issue, that's going to play itself out. But I think as I listened to Kobe yesterday and, of course, Colin Sexton had a, a Zoom media session with the media on Monday, uh, they both seemed very genuine in the fact that, Colin Sexton uh, would like to be a Cavalier. The Cavs would like to have him next year, and, and he would like to be back. So now you get down to the to the agents and Kobe and so forth, and he's in, in that restricted free agency period. But I think they both feel uh, Colin could be a real critical part and a key component to this team moving forward. Now, one more piece that the Cavaliers kind of have to to deal in their back pocket uh, with not making the uh, playoffs and falling out of the play-in tournament, they do get that lottery-protected draft pick back that they sent to Indiana in the Karis LeVert trade. That could be another possibility here. I'm not sure on how the exact rule is going to play out, whether the Cavs are kind of stuck with that pick now, or maybe they could use that as another piece to flip for another guy coming in in a trade. But that's another just piece of ammunition to give to Kobe Altman coming into the offseason here, Tim. Yeah, to use uh, the basketball term, or really any professional sports term, uh, that's now an asset. Uh, That's an asset that the Cavaliers, as you say, have in their pocket. So, uh, what they elect to do with that, uh, I'm sure the options are going to be there. The really good news, Chris, is the fact that they don't need a front-line guy to come in and immediately impact the roster or the lineup. We talked about the young guys that they have already. So even if they elect to keep the pick, and the odds are slim to slimest that they would move up uh, as far as uh, the lottery is concerned because it's weighted. So they would end up in the bottom part of the lottery. But even there, you can find a a quality young guy to, you know, kind of put into this roster and then implement him into the building process. So uh, Kobe's going to have some real nice options to him available this summer. And again, uh, the next few months, we'll see how it all plays out. So as we put a wrap on this 2021-2022 Cleveland Cavaliers season, Tim, I want to just hand things over to you real quick. And what was like your favorite part of this Cavs season and what you're looking forward to most going into the future years? Well, the, the favorite part to me, Chris, was the hot start uh, that the Cavaliers got off to uh, when this team really caught fire early on because nobody was anticipating it. And it was very early when we went out on that West Coast road swing and went 3-2 and two against Denver and the two L.A. teams. And Phoenix was on that trip. And all of a sudden you thought, boy, this is a team that might be able to, to do some damage. And uh, it really was exciting to watch everything just grow and develop from there. And as far as an individual game, the one that really stands out for me uh, was the night Ricky Rubio at Madison Square Garden 
just had a career night, and every single thing that he put up seemed to go in. Uh, it was magical that night at MSG, and to see him do it on that stage uh, was simply remarkable. And that's when you really knew, boy, something is brewing with this team, something really special. And unfortunately, uh, we lost Ricky about five or six weeks after that ball game. But I'll never forget that night at Madison Square Garden. That was special. Plenty of special moments this year and plenty more to come in the future years for this Cleveland Cavaliers team. It is going to be absolutely fun to watch. With that, we'll go ahead and let you go here today, Tim. But a big thanks for joining us uh, uh, on the air as always today and for the entire NBA season that this Cavaliers team has been able to go through. Uh, likely going to be the last conversation here, at least for a little while. Uh, probably going to do like a special episode uh, later on in the offseason when things kind of solidify with where the Cavaliers are going to go with some of these other pieces and what they're going to do looking forward to next season. But at least for right now, it's been an absolute blast talking to you every week, and hopefully we'll get to do that again real soon and going into next year as well, Tim. Oh, oh no doubt about it, Chris. And I want to thank you and everybody at WLKR, uh, a real valued member of the Cavaliers radio network. I know WLKR has been on the network for many, many years. So we love reaching the folks and talking to the folks uh, out in that Norwalk area. You guys are a great station. I've enjoyed these as well. It's been a lot of fun. You do a great job. And uh, I can't wait for 22-23 to get started here in the next few months. Going to be a lot of fun. But with that, we'll go ahead and take a short commercial break. Enjoy your off season here, Tim. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Chris.